Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo, that's what I'm talking about. Back in the saddle again. (laughs) That's the way I feel, Roger. After swinging and missing yesterday, really none of our fault. We were going to do. We were going to try to do our part, weren't we, Roger? Yesterday, absolutely. Yeah, but we didn't. Sure, a lot of people have had internet problems. Yeah, that's right. We weren't the only one. We were having them up until just a few minutes ago. (laughs) Well, it was like two-thirds of Mississippi, I think it was. A lot of it, yeah. Something along those lines. Well, moron cut a cable of fiber. (laughs) You're supposed to call before you dig? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a big old uh, bit of pain on that vein fiber trunk. Yeah. Well, look, man, I am so tickled to be back uh, with everybody on a Friday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. And yeah, the truth is, I am still under the weather. You probably can tell. Now, I I, I think at this point, Roger, you know, it's been up and down for me, but I think at this point I probably sound worse than I actually feel. <laughs> so you know. At any rate, we're going to try this. You know, why not? We're going to try it. You know, if you don't feel bad, why would you not be on the air? So I'm trying to be on the air uh, in the Farm Bureau studio. Hey to, uh, hey to Brian on Facebook and Matthew, everybody tuning in. I'm going to try to keep an eye on some of the comments today on Facebook and on uh, Twitter as well on Periscope. Uh, hey to Coach Wilkerson joining in on Facebook. Yeah, I'm fighting the crud, so I'm still stopped up and all that. My voice is not 100%, but, you know, I feel fine. I, I, I say fine, you know. I'm not going to go out and run laps or anything, but I feel uh, uh, pretty well. And, Roger, I would just like to say this officially so that everybody could hear it. I have no way of knowing, Roger, if you did indeed pass this along to me or not. When I was down there in the studio last week, <laughs> There's no way to know if you actually passed this along to me. Because I thought I'd got it from you. It's all it kind of happened at the same time. But, but I since was, you're coming in second, <laughs> I don't know. The fact that I am coming in second means it's not possible I gave it to you. Doesn't look good for me. <laughs> oh, um, Matt, Matt Locke would have he, he'd get me he'd get me uh, guilty on that one. Right. That's right. Uh, thanks to Tracy and and everybody. Uh, saying get well soon and good luck and hang in there over here on Periscope. Somebody commented and said there's lots of purple and gold at um, in Atlanta right now. Can you imagine being in Atlanta right now for tomorrow's SEC championship game and all of the um, all of the LSU fans that are there, that you know are there? I mean, can you imagine? 
Wow. I would love to see it. I really would. I've been looking forward to watching the game tomorrow. I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to be a, a pretty good ball game. All right, so here's the deal. We've got plenty of time to talk about all this, to uh, kind of get into it with you a little bit today, uh, previewing that SEC title game for tomorrow. Yeah, predictions and all that kind of stuff. We have a chance. But I, I think that, um, you know, at, at this point in the week, a, a lot of people kind of get tired of the preview stuff at this point in the week. They kind of get ready to, <laughs> you know, it's Friday. You're kind of finally ready to watch the game. Um so, but but still, there's plenty to talk about there. We'll take a little bit of a look at a statistical deal, but I hope you'll understand as you as I said earlier, and you can probably tell just a little bit under the weather still, um, not a hundred percent, getting better. And uh, so it's a day where you could really help me by being a part of the conversation. We can, you know, um, talk to each other as opposed to me just constantly flapping my gums and talking to you. So there's several ways for you to be a part of the show, and you know those and, and are used to those, but I'm going to repeat them here. If you're watching on the stream on Twitter or on Facebook, you can see over my shoulder right here, we got the numbers for you. The number to call the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It is a 601 number, 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995-1059. That'll get you into the show. Love to hear from you. I always enjoy hearing your voice. And so again, speaking of voices, you know, if I'm about to lose mine, uh, I'd love to talk to you. So free for all here on Friday. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm I'm totally open to whatever you want to talk about. I'm filling up my cup right here with some coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Hopefully the coffee will help. Um, so I'll get to your phone calls. Also, you can text the show. It is uh, 885-ESPN, so feel free to text the show. Several coming in already, the mailman and Walton and others. Uh, so we'll get to your calls. Live show today here on a Friday. And then, of course, the Facebook comments. I'm going to try to keep an eye on those as well. And however you're streaming the show and watching today, I really appreciate you. Um, uh, again, sound a lot worse than I feel. I do believe I'm getting better. It's just a matter of getting a voice back going again. Last night, uh, I had to call the Mississippi State basketball game against Louisiana Tech on the SEC Network Plus with Bart Gregory. And that was tough because uh, State lost the game, but also I was kind of like this. You know, I, I didn't do as much talking on the broadcast as I normally do. And, you know, for obvious reasons. Okay. Um, let's see here. I want to make sure we have your comments pulled up. All right, here we go. Text line, 885-ESPN. Walton says he's working on ribs for Bo's stack and rack rib challenge. And look at that picture. Uh, Walton, thanks for the picture. I'll get that tweeted out. Okay, because those look fantastic. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, if I saw that picture of your ribs that you're cooking without – Knowing it was a part of your text, I would think it, it was like a stock photo. You know what a stock photo is, right? Some professional photographer does pictures and they sell them online for your use. <laughs> Copyright free. That looks like a stock photo of ribs. So if y'all are listening here in a little bit, I'm going to take this photo. I'm going to tweet it. Walton says he's cooking those. You talk about looking good, man. Golly. All right. PRG. On the text line says, what's your go-to home remedy 
for cold, sore throat, etc. I'll be honest with you, I'm not big on home remedy stuff. Like most of my life, you just get a little bit sick, you just deal with it and keep going. Don't go to the doctor, you just wear it off. Now, my wife is not necessarily that way. This was a deal where obviously, I mean, I'm battling it for going on a week now. Every shot you could get, every kind of medicine I'm taking and all that kind of stuff, it's just really hanging on. But she came up with this deal that is a certain type of tea, it's hot, mixed with um, lemon juice, real lemon juice, you squeeze it out, a little honey in there, and it's pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, it tastes good, and it's hot. To me, though, it's still not as good as coffee. You got some liquor in there? You know, I knew you were going to ask me that question. I know better. I know I know the answer already. <laughs> the one question I can ask you on the air that I know the answer already. You already know the answer. No, nah, there's no liquor in there. But should there be? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, having gone through it and still dealing with it, uh, you, you can make a case for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we had a doctor call us up. He's going to give us. Oh, really? Uh, he said he hadn't. his family hadn't had a cold or flu for 20 years, so I'm interested. We're going to talk to him off the air. Oh, really? And he's going to yeah. give you some info. I'm going to pass you the information, Oh, too. please he, do. He, please do. He appreciates your ob- objectivity. Oh, well, Listen thank to you. you. for a long time, yeah. Well, thank you. We have a name or just no? Dr. Doug Odom. Dr. Hope Doug. Hope you don't mind me giving his name out. Dr. Doug. What kind of doctor is Dr. Doug? Well, I know he dealt with uh, a lot of uh, pregnant ladies from, what he, from our conversation. Okay. So All right. May have, been, may have been in that area. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, okay. Well, cool. Thank you, Dr. Doug. Appreciate your phone call. And Roger's going to get us some home remedy stuff going for us. Um, I don't think I have a name on this texture here. I think this is a, a ghost texture. Says says, uh, you need three tablespoons of honey, four tablespoons of wild turkey with a squeeze of lemon. <laughs> uh, tablespoons, huh? Most of the people I know that like wild turkey – they don't measure it in tablespoons. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Michael listening to the show today. He is on the Divinity Equipment phone line. He's at, it says, MSU. What's up, Michael? You better believe it. What's, man, almost say is, first of all, I'm M over S, hashtag Hell State for life. boy. And I'm going to tell you this. You better believe it. Mr. Wyatt, I'm going to tell you this, sir. When Joe Moorhead did that post-game press conference, I don't know what all those other fans think or whatever. Quite frankly, I don't care. But when he gave that press conference, it showed me we got a coach that has backbone, who says what he believes, and when you see those boys, how they fight for him, it's just going to make him even more coaching, just head-on strong, and I believe the best years have yet to come. I have no doubt in Joe Mo. He's going to get it done. And John Cohen is the greatest athletic director this university has ever seen and ever will see. Matt, it's all you. Appreciate it, Michael. Thanks for the call. Michael Very positive is in a positive mood on Friday morning. And, you know, um, Feeling good in the MSU neighborhood. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, look, um, this is the fact. I think probably there's a reason that Michael is saying 
you know, when he talks about Joe Moorhead's postgame press conference after the Egg Bowl, you know, there was a comment in there where, uh, I, I don't know, it was about a portion of the fan base. But the thing is with Joe, I mean, there's a portion of State's fan base who is really hard on him and has been really hard on him and very, you know, negative online and on social media and all that stuff. And, you know, Michael's obviously in the other camp, but I, I have I have this, this, I don't know, this perspective on the whole fan base thing. It's really interesting to me how, you know, the other side of your fan base, some, some portions of your fan base will write off a coach but then be really concerned with what he says. <laughs> it's like those two things don't add up. Michael's obviously on the other side of it, and he wanted to start the show off today with a really positive call, so he was able to do that. Michael, I appreciate your call. Call me anytime. Let's see here. Text line, three hump camel. Those Vicks vapor sinus mask machines work well. 40 bucks at the drugstore. Now, I'm familiar with Vicks VaporRub, but I don't know about a sinus mask machine. What is that? What is it? I tell you, Roger, here, look at this text here from an unnamed texter. It says, uh, I'm unable to listen to the show live, so I listen to the podcast. The last one to show up is Wednesdays. Is there a problem? <laughs> well, no, because we didn't have a show yesterday. I'm telling you, man, if if there's one little hiccup in posting the podcast of this show, people will light me up, and I like it. keeps me on my toes. Uh, I get emails and all kinds of stuff, but no, the, the truth is uh, we didn't have a show yesterday because, I mean, I was really under the weather yesterday. I was, I was much worse off than I am right now, but we were going to try it, but right before the show started, we had an internet issue, and it just zapped it. So there was no chance to have a show yesterday. Green okra on the text line. Should we put green okra on the all-name team, Roger? I mean, I kind of feel like we should. You get Absolutely. an award. You get an award for that, by the way, if you're on the all-name team. We hadn't figured out what the award is, but you're getting something. <laughs> all right, green okra says, if you were the Ole Miss AD, who would you choose for Ole Miss? Of the uh, of all the folks that are being mentioned, well, let me tell you. So I tweeted out a couple of days ago. It was a very innocent question. I had seen where Arkansas fans were all up in arms. There was some stuff on Twitter about Arkansas really pursuing Lane Kiffin, former Tennessee coach. We know that he's now the head coach at FAU. All that, but then also there were some responses to a tweet about Kiffin in Arkansas that old, you know, from some Ole Miss fans that said they were hoping that Ole Miss would hire Lane Kiffin and that kind of thing. So I just tweeted out, explain the allure of Lane Kiffin in these coaching searches. Explain it. That's just all it was. It was very simple. I wasn't positive or negative. I just explained the allure because I wanted to see what kind of responses you would get. And I'm, I, you know, in terms of my follower base, most of my follower, I, I don't know about most, but probably half of my followers are state fans. And then half of my followers on Twitter, about 27,000 total, are other stuff, a few old Miss. So I was curious what kind of responses you would get. 
And it was interesting. There were some responses to that tweet from some Ole Miss fans who said, I don't get it. I don't know what the allure is. You know, they're not in favor of Lane Kiffin. But there were several that pointed some stuff out to me that maybe I didn't realize. One was a statistical thing about some of the quarterbacks that have played for Lane Kiffin and what their numbers have done after he got a hold of them and all that. And I learned a little something because it's true, you know, if if you're taking players who haven't been all that productive at quarterback and then after a year with you, they're all-stars, that says something. You know, the coach knows what he's doing. And you kind of had that scenario with Lane Kiffin at Alabama when he coached Blake Sims, even though it ended for Lane Kiffin at Alabama sort of unceremoniously. But they've been really good at FAU, and quarterbacks have put up big numbers. And so that's one thing you go, okay, and and look, I'm just telling you, for me personally, I believe in that. You show me a coach who knows how to get the most out of quarterbacks, you're going to find a guy who's going to win a lot of games. Well, they've won a lot of games at FAU. But the other thing was, Roger, somebody just responded and said, energizes your fan base and sells out the stadium. And so I had to stop and think about that. And I was like, you know, that's true. I think there's truth in that. So what is that worth in today's climate, in 2019? What is it worth? Let's say you're Ole Miss right now, and you go, yeah, okay, maybe slightly, you know, old baggage that might come along with Lane Kiffin, but he's been clean as a whistle down there at FAU, been winning, you know, recruited heavily in JUCO there, but did some high school recruiting too. They've done a pretty good job. But they've been winning, getting a lot out of their offense. So the baggage thing, he's kind of putting that behind him, it seems like. And you just go, well, look, if we hire this guy, if we hire Lane Kiffin, here's one thing we do know for sure. Number one, immediate national buzz that they would create. Number two, their fan base, the Ole Miss fan base, would go absolutely berserk over something like that because there really is no fan base in America that enjoys being patted on the head by the national media more than the Ole Miss fan base. (laughs) The Ole Miss fan base would love, (laughs) love to have this splash hire like Elaine Kivens, a big name, make all these headlines. And it would play so well with the Ole Miss fan base that there's no question, Roger, before they ever played a game, they would sell a whole bunch of tickets. There's no question. So that response on Twitter, I think, was accurate. One thing you know with Lane Kiffin, he energizes your fan base and he sells out your stadium game one. Now, we don't know how it would go after that, but I think there's some truth in that. So then you go, well, what is that worth? Well, I would be honest with you. Look, it's been four years since Ole Miss has been to a bowl game. For them making a hire right now, even though it might be a really good hire, if it's a no-name or you don't really win the press conference, you're not going to sell a lot of tickets off of it. They need a big jolt. That's one way to look at it. Now, you could go kind of conservative route and say, look, don't put as much weight on the press conference part of this right now. Just hire the right coach that in two, three years is going to have built a program to win consistently and get you in the bowl, in bowl games consistently in the SEC West, which is really hard to do. You know, other guys that are possibilities, I don't know. I know this guy, what's his name, Satterfield at Louisville, 
has been a winner wherever he went, and he's winning this year at Louisville, doing very, very well. So, yeah, I just I don't know a ton about the candidates. I don't know a ton about who are the legit candidates. We've heard Kiffin. We've heard Billy Napier, who is a really good offensive coach. You hear a little bit about Satterfield, but there may be some others who aren't on our radar that could be actual uh, legit candidates. I'll tell you, once the uh, PR machine up there gets a hold of some good positive information, they'll, right. they'll churn out. Uh, it'll be the best thing ever. That's right, because, man, they They'll need be very it, very enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and look, they just need it so bad. Think about yeah, the they, last they, time. You know what? And uh, Be honest, they deserve it. I'm serious. Think about... Think about the last time, how long ago it seems now, the last time that Ole Miss just had, I don't know, natural optimism in and around their program. I mean, it's, it just seems like it's been forever. They need something badly. But, but you know that that positive love they got, was it 2014? With, with Katy Perry's coming oh, yeah. down? Yeah. That's like... That's like some kind of really addictive substance. I mean, yeah. it's hard to get that back. Once you yeah. get a hit of that, yeah. you know, everything else. Once you're number one or number four in the nation. That's right. That's exactly right. Once you, You're exactly right. Once you get a taste of it, Roger. You're trying to get back. You're trying really hard to get back there. All right. Plenty of ways to go. We'll get to DJ's phone call coming up next and a whole bunch of text messages here on this Friday. Thanks for tuning in in the Farm Bureau studio. Ways to go. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Here we go. Back with you. Just kind of getting started on this Friday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. I have been sick as a dog. <laughs> and you can probably tell by my voice. And today's first, you know, I, I think it was Tuesday I went and got the, the big bad shot, you know, the oh, shot you're so good. I was like, "Wow, that can't be the same thing." <laughs> Look, Roger. Within the first twenty-four hours after the shot, I thought I was home free, and then Mm-mm. Wednesday afternoon and yesterday, I was just like, "Oh boy!" And then here today, yeah. I mean, I you know I sound awful, but I feel much better. But anyway, whatever this a, crud is, is like a super bug, man. It's a super bug. Here. I think people have been, we know we've been taking these antibiotics, you know, for things that don't even relate to. Right. And we've, in the meantime, made these other things very resistant. Yeah, no doubt about it. The cold from Hades. Yeah. Hate everybody on Facebook. Um, uh, Rodney, when I was talking about the home remedy, he's right. He said, you can never go wrong listening to your wife. That's true. <laughs> That's Happy true. wife. Happy life. That's exactly right. Lynn on Facebook says, that he drinks Theraflu when he's sick. It's warm and soothing. Hey to Charlie. Hey to John. Hey to Matthew. Matthew says Lane Kiffin's a great follow on Twitter. 
you know, we get think about the think about SEC Media Days. If you get Lane Kiffin in the conference, that's that'll be a big hit at SEC Media Days in the summer too. All right, here With we go. This thing being a good on the recruiting trail. Say again, Roger. I'm sorry. Wasn't this thing recruiting where he was really good? Well, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that there were necessarily like big home runs in recruiting for him. Uh, somebody tweeted about that. I'm, I'm sorry, texted the show about that. And I'll get to it in a minute. There was a comment they heard earlier by a guest on Bo's show about kind of the recruiting trend over the years for Lane Kiffin. I'll get to all that because I'm going to get to the uh, text message here coming up. But right now, DJ's been hanging on way too long on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and the Jackson. DJ, what's up, man? Well, man, I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Well, man, I hope you feel better pretty soon. Yeah, you know, again, I don't really – today, finally on today, I don't necessarily, like, feel terrible. I just still sound terrible. <laughs> so I'm just battling through it. But I appreciate it. What's up? Well, uh, I caught it. First of all, I could care less if Ole Miss ever wins another game. Let me just say this. Uh, Lane Kiffin has a million NFL contacts. And whether he's hit home runs in recruiting, he's got ties all over the United States. Uh, for Ole Miss, it would be a, it would be a big time hire. And the other thing, you know, you know, being an SEC uh, athlete and, and in football all your career, it's about the right fit. Coach Ogeron today still would not be the right fit at Ole Miss. You know that. Okay. Yeah. He's a perfect fit at LSU. Lane Kiffin's a fit at Ole Miss. Uh, the other thing, and, and let's be honest, coaches, we progress in our careers. You know that. And, and whether we like Saban or not, Kiffin working up under Saban. You know I'm a big Ohio State guy, and we played Florida Atlantic early in the year. And even though they did not have the athletes to stay on the field with us for four quarters, I was impressed what they did against Ohio State with their athletes. I mean, Personally, I, I hope Ole Miss goes in a different direction, but I'm telling you, Lane Kiffin would be a home run, man. I'll hang up my Thanks, DJ. Appreciate the call. You know, again, I have a hard time stepping out on the limb on any coach and just definitively saying, you know, that there's your long-term answer right there and calling it a home run. I don't – I if I'm being honest, who, who knows? How are you going to know? There's been a lot of – on the front end, it seemed great. It didn't work out that way. There's been a lot of hires that on the front end people made fun of and it worked out well. Listen, let's be honest. Think about when think about when Ole Miss hired Hugh Freeze. I mean, you you may or may not remember, but I remember because we were covering it and it was largely uh, said to be an unimpressive hire. It was a no-name hire. Many Ole Miss fans were like, hiring a coach from somewhere like Arkansas State or whatever, that's way beneath us. What are we doing? And look, Hugh Freeze's first year at SEC Media Days, he could have walked, and he basically did. He just walked all over the hotel and nobody even knew who he was. He walked up and down Radio Row, and radio people are like, oh, you know, there's just some stranger walking by. Yeah. They were making fun of that hire. A few years later, he had him in the top five. And we know the rest of the story. Uh, James Franklin at Vanderbilt. Everybody remembers the job he did at Vanderbilt. 
But you forget that they hired him away. He had been a coordinator at Maryland, right? And they hired him away. Excuse me. They hired him away from Maryland. And James Franklin literally came to SEC Media Days, literally walked up and down Radio Row, and went up to radio hosts and said, hey, I'm James Franklin, head co- new head coach at Vanderbilt. Do you have some time? You want to talk to me? People didn't even know, didn't care. And then he lit the woods on fire and became one of the top coaches in the country, and they hired him at Penn State. You can't always tell on the front end how these things are going to work out long term. With all have that said, looking- we do know that, listen, the hire, if they hire Kiffin, just like I said a, a while back, it's going to make national headlines. It's going to get them back in conversations they haven't been in in a long time. And it's going to sell a whole bunch of tickets for the first game. What were you going to say, Roger? Well, I was wondering, you know, if the, if the odds makers had had anything out. And so I got to look in, and I, I wonder if you've seen the, the CBS has uh, done a sports line on the next head coach there. And the winner with plus 250 is Billy Napier. Okay. Okay, Billy Napier. And he's followed by Lane Kiffin, UAB's Bill Clark, Appalachian State's Aliyah Drinkwitz, yeah. Tulane's Willie Fritz, Mike Leach, Mike Norvell, and even uh, two of the in-house guys, Rich Rod and Mike McIntyre. How about that? That's a, quite a list to choose. Yeah, from. yeah. Napier having been a head coach at Louisiana, and he also coached. I wonder why he's so listed so high. Well, I guess it maybe it's just there's a connection there or something. You know, maybe that's that could be it uh, for all we know, uh, for all we know. Uh, real quick here on the text line. Earlier we had Michael's call. Uh, he's very supportive of, of Moorhead and Cohen at Mississippi State. We got an unnamed texture here. Um, no, it's it's this is uh, this says the real Brian says uh, the same guy that wanted him gone until he won the Egg Bowl. You get six wins out of him a year tops. That's according to that texter. Um, Three Hump Camel says that the Vicks Vapor Sinus Mask is really just like a vapor inhaler. Okay. Might have to look into it. Sounds sounds good. Yeah. Graham says. <laughs> yeah, at this point, no doubt. Graham at, uh, says on the text line, earlier this year I learned Alka-Seltzer works awesome for the crud. Really? Just plain old Alka-Seltzer, huh? I'll have to try it. Nick says, um, on the morning show, Bo show, Bartu said that Kiffin was another Chad Morris. Huh. Yeah, look, when Chad Morris went to Arkansas, there were a lot of fits that it looked like there, right? He had been an offensive coordinator at Clemson, so this national program. Had recruited very well at Clemson. Had the offensive pedigree. I know that he, he was coming from SMU. But at SMU, had recruited very well in Texas because of all the Texas ties. And that's largely why they hired him at Arkansas. And so it, it really looked like a fit. I still don't know, though, that I would compare the two. Because if you, you know, when Arkansas hired Chad Morris, just hiring Chad Morris didn't sell, you know, a whole bunch of tickets. Look, at Ole Miss, where they are right now, just hiring Kiffin, just hiring him, sells a whole bunch of tickets for the first year before they ever play a game, and that's just the truth of it. 
And somebody texted the show and said, Matt, y'all are getting soft on Ole Miss. <laughs> Stick around. Here comes the train, baby. Here comes the train. A really interesting link sent to me on Twitter just now by Brooks. See here. Brooksy McJack? No, it's a different Brooks, but check it out. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. It was just sent to me, so it'd be there on my, my feed. I think I'll retweet it so y'all can see it. Let me let me do that right quick. Let me retweet this so that y'all can see it if you want to. It's Radio Wyatt. At Radio Wyatt. And yeah, the link is about, it's a story about Lane Kiffin, but it's apparently written by him, and it's on a website called athletesforgod.com. And uh, it's written by him. It's really interesting. It started, I only caught the first paragraph, and then we came back on the air, but... Um, Apparently, it's written by Lane Kiffin and about a, a life change and a different outlook. And somebody sent him a book and said, just if you don't read anything else, read the first line. And the first line said, it's not about me. So, Brooks, thanks for the link. I only got through about a paragraph, but I'm going to go read the whole thing. I'll be interested to see that. be hard not to read something if somebody sends it to you and says, God told me to send you this. Yeah, absolutely. That first line says, God told me to send you this. Well, and um, I tell you, man, I, I I love those stories and learning about them and seeing the examples of people who, you know, maybe they they need a turnaround, they maybe don't necessarily have their act together, but they get it together and they find the place and the ability to to make that turnaround in their life through, you know. Um, listening to God or and reading the Bible and therefore hearing what God has to say to them for the first time in their life. And that happens to a lot of people. Um, so I love those stories. You know, in today's culture where, you know, kids are growing up and their parents are telling them you can do anything you want and you're special and God puts you here for a purpose. We all, we probably need to be reminded that it's not about you. Yeah, that's right. Not about you. That's right. Um, so you want to be a part of the show, you can be. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. You can text the show, 885-ESPN. I want to read off a bunch of texts here coming up. Uh, a couple of things on Facebook, though, here real quick. Uh, people watching the stream live on Facebook. There was a comment here I wanted to get to. Uh, yeah, okay, so we were talking about you don't know how, how coaches are going to turn out. Lynn said... Hiring a coach is like buying a lottery ticket in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Like a scratch-off? Yeah, like a scratch-off. what we got here. Yeah. But Matthew said, he brought up another great example. When Auburn hired Gene Chizik, he said the same thing. People laughed at him, and it's true. He was coming. He had like a losing record as the head coach at Iowa State. Nobody could believe that Auburn was hiring Gene Chizik. And within a couple of three years, they'd won a national championship because they got Cam Newton in there, you know, and a few other players. 
So, yeah, you never know. All right, here we go. Text line, 885-ESPN. Ghost Texter says, Ole Miss has an identity problem. They identify themselves as the Alabama-type school and program. But in reality, they have a Vanderbilt trophy case. I would tell you that it seems like over the years, a lot of their issues and problems have stemmed in some ways from a bit of an identity crisis. Um, and, and some of that is not really brought on by the people who are there now. A lot of it's brought on by people who were there many, many years ago. But Yeah, that re, rebranding or whatever that happened. Was it during Kayak? Well, yeah. He wanted to make it the Harvard of the South. Well, I don't know about that, to be honest with you. That was what his goal was, you know. So he yeah. brought in a bunch of uh, less than conservative type thought people in there. I see. Yeah. I'm just looking at it from a sports perspective, you know. And, and yeah. All, I, the, all of it's part of your identity, though. It is. It is. Um, but I would say, too, you know, if we look at it from a sports perspective, and, you know, people that look at, at Ole Miss and, you know, say that, okay, you have a portion of their fan base who they kind of see themselves as an Alabama-type place and program, but they're really a Vanderbilt trophy case. You know, I, Who said that? I think – I don't know. It's just on I've a text. Yeah, it's yeah. just on a text message here. But I think a lot of schools – you know, a lot of schools have a portion of their fan base where you kind of see yourselves as what you want to be, but you're not necessarily looking at yourself at what you are. Um, you're always better off. You just kind of look at it, self-diagnose accurately. But the other side of that is, in 2019, we've we're only five years removed from looking at both state and Ole Miss both being at the top of the country in college football, right at yeah. the top, top five. So it can be done. That's the deal. And I think, just like Roger said earlier, once you get a taste of that, man, you really want another taste of it. And uh, so that's kind of where that, it is. I don't think Hank done it this way, though. <laughs> right. All right. Um, Charlie. Excuse me. Charlie on the text line says, hey, Matt, has anybody asked State's defensive coordinator what broke down on the 4th and 24? Why didn't he keep playing the same defense that led to 4th and 24? And if he has a similar situation in the future, <laughs> What do you call the prevent again? That's from Charlie. Well, you had a bust on that, Charlie. You had a coverage called where you're supposed to have three players that remain deep, but everybody in the coverage is supposed to remain deeper than they normally do. So as to make them complete the ball underneath and you just don't give it up over your head, somebody just got out of their responsibility. They stayed too shallow. And uh, that gave up the deep throw over their head. So it wasn't the call or the defense. It was the non-execution of that defense. And if you think about it, Charlie, how many times this year in the 12 regular season games did State's opponent find themselves in a fourth and 24? In other words, how many times this year did State's defense have to get off the field on fourth and twenty-four? They didn't get a bunch of. They didn't have a 
Well, well, again, where you're on the field, you know, fourth and 24, they're punting. This is really the only situation all year I can think of where the state's trying to, to defend in that situation. So it was new to them, and they just had a bust. No excuse, just is what it is. But it didn't have anything to do with the call. Tim on the text line says, I remember how the players quit on Kiffin at USC and how they embraced Coach O. Nick says, Kroom could have won a national championship with Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton was special, man. That one year he played college football, we had never seen anything like it. Never. Spence on the text line says, the SEC West, Ole Miss or MSU, love the show Spence and Brookhaven. Okay, I, I, I'm i sorry, I skipped the first part. Here's what he says. Matt, I would like to know your opinion on a question a few of my friends and I argue about quite often. In your mind, what football program is closer to winning the SEC West, Ole Miss or MSU? Well, you know, as it stands right now and the way it has been for the last how many years? Five years? Then it's Mississippi State. State's been the closest to getting there uh, in recent years and even as it is right now. But saying that they are closer to it than Ole Miss at this point isn't saying very much. You know, so close, it, it it's a relative term in this conversation. We're not saying they're actually close, but we're just closer than somebody else. It's a comparison deal. But if you remember, you know, um, 2015, State was pretty good. You know, had a meaningful game late in the year against Alabama in Starkville. That was in Dak's senior year. 2016, they were bad on defense. It was just not a good team. But then 2017, they were a very good team. Remember? They had a chance to knock off Alabama. Um, a a one-touchdown loss. I think it was a one-touchdown loss to Alabama there in uh, Starkville in 2017. Then 2018 had the number one scoring defense. Three first-rounders on that side of the ball. After giving up two quick scores in the Alabama game that year in Tuscaloosa State, pretty much shut them down. And um, and then this year, you know, neither team closed, but stayed a little closer, I think. So that's the answer. That's my answer. That's the thing. I'm looking at it in terms of reality. Danny on the text line says, uh, Jason Campbell came before Cam Newton, similar play styles. Danny, listen, uh, Jason Campbell, great player, NFL player, yeah, no doubt, NFL starter, no doubt, and a winner, led Auburn to an undefeated season. But I, I to say that their styles of play were similar, I just don't think is accurate. Cam Newton was 6'6", 260 pounds, and ran a 4'4". I mean, Jason Campbell, was he, 6'4", 225, 230? He could throw. He could do everything. But Jason Campbell wasn't running the ball the way that Cam Newton did. Certainly not by design. So, I, I disagree on that one. But a good text, and I appreciate it. All right. Struggling through with you here on a Friday, but I appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll continue. Hour two coming up. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.